This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. Good day, folks. Week six of the 2022 NFL season. Where's the time gone? Welcome to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, John Woods Jr. Today, it's going to be a full house. We're just waiting for Bez to turn up. But at the minute, I'm joined just around the corner off the east coast of the United Kingdom. Dan King, how's it going, buddy? Yeah, not too bad, Was How are you doing, friend? All it's been good, a while mate. since all I've good. made it to one, but I'm it here. Is. I'm glad to see that you're healthy and you're well. That's all that matters. I'm here, charged up. I, I know, I know you've had some problems at home because your good lady wife is a Panthers fan and they just quite <laughs> literally suck. I've so. watched too many Panthers games for my Yeah, own well, you need to stop doing that. And I hope that your <laughs> young son becomes a bolt. Yeah, currently um, jerseyless. So we're, we're safe at the moment. Down there, bottom of the screen, shaking his freshly brewed coffee in Dripping Springs, Texas. John Ayres. Good day, buddy. Good day. Yes, I got some uh, Goat's Peak fresh blend. It's wonderful. It's a local coffee shop here. And what they do is they actually have their own like oak barrels uh, that they use and they smoke the beans. They smoke roast the beans there and then you get it fresh within like a week of uh, of roasting so it is just beautiful beautiful coffee we're gonna have to rename this the uh coffeeed up bolts podcast as opposed to the charged up pulse podcast <laughs> caffeined up i like it caffeined up guys we're back to three and two we had a narrow win in cleveland we beat the dog pound we beat the browns we beat all the insects. Fortune doesn't always side with the Los Angeles Chargers. But on Sunday, it did. I think it's a game that the Browns should have won. There was a lot of talk on uh, social media about negative plays, fourth and Staley. We got the job done. We went 14-zip uh, down. It looked like Nick Chubb was going to run on, all over us all day long. That didn't transpire. And your man, uh, kicker Yorkie, missed two field goals. Um, the first one that he missed, I thought, well, why? I thought, what's going on there? And then with with literally seconds on the clock, when the uh, Chargers turned the football over, he had an opportunity to put the uh, Browns up by a point and win the game, but it wasn't to be. Dan, key takeaways from that narrow victory? Well, uh, the the first thing that comes back to mind is that fourth and one call, uh, um, and absolutely hating it. Um, <laughs> even had it come off, um, yes, there did yeah. have been relief, but there'd have still been a lot of disappointment that that was the plan. Um, but yeah, overall, it was it was an entertaining game to watch. Um, lots of lead changes. Um, lots of big plays, which is always fun to watch when they're yours. Um, definitely some some defensive instability there. Um, but yeah, overall, it wasn't the worst watching experience. It was it was quite decent. Agreed. I've just uh, we've just been joined by some imposter wearing non chargers gear with a San Diego Padres out on Bez. How's it going, buddy? Good. How is everyone? We're all good, man. We're all good. You've only missed three minutes of the show. 
and you've not missed much. Dan's obviously given his hot takes. Say that's a bit harsh. <laughs> Dan's given us his hot takes. You've not missed you've much. Not missed much, mate. Yeah. And John's told us about his impressive coffee collection that he's currently uh, drinking. John, uh, echo. Can you echo Dan's points there on, on the on the Browns win? What what's your takeaways? I mean, if we're being honest, he didn't really say much, right? Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I, I didn't love that fourth down play call. Um, you know, we were fortunate to be in that position anyways with that interception in the end zone because it looked like the Browns were ready to score. I mean, honestly, it just it's shades of the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. When you get that close into the red zone, you've got Nick Chubb who's been tearing up the Chargers defense all day. Why are you letting Jacoby Brissett throw it? Like, just keep handing the ball off to Nick Chubb, and eventually it'll probably go in. Like, so, I mean, I, I do think the Chargers were fortunate there. Um, and, you know, it's it's not an it's not an ideal call on fourth down. I mean, it is not. Let's just be honest. I didn't love it. I don't, I don't care what your stats say. I don't care what your gut says. It was the wrong call, right? There's, there's, not, there's no part of me that believes it was the right call. I mean, the only justification that we ever saw was, oh, you know, I trust my defense. Well, if you trust your defense, then punt it. And trust your defense to like stop them with a whole field to go. Like I just, I, I it, it's really hard for me to understand the logic behind that. So I don't know. I I, I echo Dan. I just it just I, just I, stay I don't with that. Just stay with that theme, Bez. Over to you, Fourth and Staley. Come on. You're on mute. You're on mute. You're on mute. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm back. Uh, you know what? I I. I... I, I hated it when it happened, like you did. And then someone put the stats on of, of, of these should I go for it kind of stats, and we had an 86% chance of winning before the play. That dropped to 76% if we punted. So you take 76% chance of winning. It, he chose to go for it for 100% of the victory, but by missing it, we dropped to 58% chance of winning. That, that's almost a toss-up, isn't it? So why are you taking that risk? Punt the ball... It's just, I felt that it was Staley trying to send a message about who he is. I am Staley. I am fourth and Staley. I go for it. I'm bold. I'm not Mike McCoy and Anthony Lynn. Thank you for not being those people. But just a little bit less of you trying to dominate and send a message. It was more about Staley than it was about winning that football team, football game. I tell you why I've kept with this theme. I want to talk about something different. And you guys know that I tweeted about this on Sunday. Keenan Allen, at the time of that, went, what? are we doing? Yeah. And I thought that was surprising for a number of reasons. One, because, you know, he's got a lot of followers. He's, he's a senior player. One of the best. Yes. One of the best in the league in his position. And the fact that he came out and he's challenged the head coach in public. Now, since then, there's not a lot being made of it. Brandon Staley. They've had a cuddle, haven't they? They, yeah. But the point I'm making is, I think on a lot of other teams, there would have been some serious ramifications. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if if some players would have been suspended over that. That wasn't the case. But when you've got a senior pro challenging the head coach like that, I just thought, look, I just thought it, it was we don't normally see that, do we? We don't normally see players getting involved in, in that way and airing their views publicly. So you, you know, look, none of none of us liked it. And I'm 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 cringing just thinking about it now because. If we'd have charged that game, uh, eek. I mean, shall we, shall we talk about some positives? Austin Eckler. John, I know you've been a massive, massive advocate. 
of Josh Kelly getting more reps. 37, I think he got. Uh, 37 snaps, I believe he got, or, or might be 27 on Sunday. 27, actually. But what is going on with Sony Michelle? Does anybody want to answer that? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what Sony Michelle's stats are, because I've, I've just written about them. It's about 55 Waffle, carries for a yard. Um, Sony Michelle currently is not playing well. Um, 23 carries for 53 yards. Does anybody want to answer what's going on with Sony Michelle? Oh, I think he's washed. He's up in fantasy. What an error that was. I mean, he's washed. You know, Don't forget his first... 31 yards receiving. Well, I know. I mean, he's, look, mm. he was a first-round pick. And I think John made a comment the other the week about Everett being allowed to walk from LA from the Rams. Do you think that, John, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll pose this to you. Do, do you think that the, the Patriots knew what they were giving up when they let Michelle leave the building? Uh, I mean, yeah, the, the Patriots are very big on, you know, you were here, and as long as you are under cost control, we're happy to have you. But once we don't need you anymore, you're out. You know, they have a they had a bunch of young backs who do what he does, but with younger legs. So they said, "You're old, go away." Couldn't keep, couldn't stay on the roster there. Was it in Miami uh, this off season? Couldn't stay on the roster there. Got cut. I mean, there's a reason, right? I've seen Miami's yeah. running backs. No offense uh, to Miles Gaskin or Chase Edmonds. Uh, not exactly a running back room that that screams uh, epic talent. So he can't make that running back group. Uh, that's got to tell you something. And, and I'm glad there's a veteran leadership there. And I'm glad he's got, he's got a bit of a downhill runner mentality that they like, but he, he's done. Like, to be honest, he's a waste of a spot. And unless, unless there's something about his, that he can bring to them as far as like a, a pass blocker, just in case someone goes down. I just, I don't see why he's there. I don't see why you would draft Isaiah Spiller and not get him some reps, right? Like, he doesn't need a lot. I don't, I'm not saying feature spiller. I mean, give him a couple touches a game, just yeah. see what he can do in game situation. Okay. I mean, you've got him figure out what you've got in him. Don't let him waste away on the bench for a full season, not knowing what you have. And then you've got to go into next season going, well, do we, you know, what do we do? We've got Kelly Eckler and spiller like, you know, Keller's gonna, Kelly's going to need to get paid at some point. How much are you willing to spend on Kelly? And then you've got, it's, it's just, you leave yourself open for question marks. So it, it goes back to this whole question before of is there favoritism going on in this locker room? Is the coaching personnel, is it coach is the personnel decisions by the coaching staff need to really come under question, right? Is he losing the locker room? You know, Keenan Allen, not happy with what happened there, voiced it publicly. And you know what? He can do that. He's, he's the best receiver on the team. He knows Staley can't touch him. Right? So, does he need to voice that displeasure? No. He knows better. He's smart. He's a veteran. He knows he doesn't have to go and make that tweet. Why does he do it? He's losing faith in this fourth and Staley mindset, in this aggressive mindset. He wants to win games. He's tired of the mentality of losing. And it tells me that if he's going to publicly disagree with a coach, guess what? He wants to make a statement that he doesn't believe it's going the right way. And that, to me, is the biggest story of everything that went down this last uh, weekend, is that... If he's losing the locker room, we're going to have a big problem, right? I'm sure there's plenty of guys who are who are all in on his his mentality, you know. And I, I and I am too. I, I think he is a is a very smart coach, but I also think he's 
maybe too smart for his own good. And maybe he needs to settle down and listen to uh, yeah. some of the team leaders. So I, I think know. that's what I think that's what Bez you were alluding to, wasn't it? That you know, he's he's trying to be trying to trying to put his own stamp on being an NFL mastermind at a young age. Uh, and we saw this with Cliff Kingsbury, didn't we, when he first came to the league? And now they're talking about Arizona possibly getting the first round pick. I mean, Bezzy, do you think that he's he's on he could potentially be losing the locker room? I think you have to be careful because in anything at the minute, the media storylines take over reality. So you just get all these this hype, you know, whatever it might be. You can pick any player or coach and they, they, they've got this niche. Oh, my God, Staley's this genius defensive mind. No, he's a good, talented, young guy trying to make his way in the league. He's been given a chance and he wants to bring his style, right? He isn't some wizard. He's not the Wizard of Oz, like doing these little spells. Like maybe he is the Wizard of Oz. But pull back the curtain, and what have you got? You've got a guy who understands where we've been as a franchise. That we're fed up of, of leaking, just cowering in a corner. Do you remember Mike McCoy yeah. praying on the touchline because we were going to blow a game? Right. Yeah. I will take fourth down in any scenario over having to go through that again. But I think it's, it's more. He's he's buying into his own brand. And mm. I think, I don't necessarily believe all the rumours, but I do think that people are probably saying that in the locker room. Do you know what? This guy thinks a bit much of himself. He, what's special about him? He, yeah, he's all right. You know, he needs to calm down a bit, find ways to win games and and just, just be a, a head coach that's learning and developing and driving a football team forward and just not so much of pushing your own brand, mate. I mean, we... we... We've seen a, a career high from from uh, Austin Eckler, 170 odd yards and a, and a rushing touchdown. And Eckler was amazing. And they've said the running game was was a team game. According to PFF, Matt Filer had his best uh, uh, blocking game of the of the season. He Corey was trapped his before, though, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he's slowly improving. And I think we are seeing players that are slowly warming up. Dan's favourite position, the kicker. Dan, what's going on with special teams? They're amazing, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Taylor Bertolet's come in and had more of an impact than Sonny Michel, so... <laughs> <laughs> True words. Hey, he scored 12 points. That's, that's not bad. Well, I, I know. It, 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 it seems strange sitting here talking about a fault... Uh, I say faulty, a faltering offence and a, an up-and-down defence... When actually we normally talk about special teams being gash, I think we were we we were uh, rushing DVO. We were thirty second heading into last week's game. We're now twenty fourth. We need we need consistency. This is a team that is up and down. It's left and right. We don't know what we get in special teams. Is the only consistent facet of this group, and I'm just wondering whether or not there's an element there that. Players are still getting used to new playbooks, new schemes, and the fact that players haven't had a full preseason. JC Jackson, he got blown up on Twitter on Sunday. It's looking a bit slow. Uh, I mean, what he got caught in that break to turn for the for the touchdown uh, to the sideline. Amari Cooper, yeah, yeah, but it's it's like where well, he is coming back from a fairly big injury, like. It just seems like he's not quite there yet. So I, I feel like he might get there. Like he's, he's there, definitely anybody, got that, anybody... that potential still. Like he's definitely, he, he won't have forgotten how to play. 
No, I mean I'm not. I'm not judging JC because I think we might see the best of him in the second quarter of this this season. But is anybody out there got any serious concerns that JC Jackson is not going to get back to his best? Yeah, just me, apparently. Well, no, I'm not, just, I mean, there's there's a concern as well, but there's, there's a concern. concern. I'm not going to voice it. He, you know, as as everybody's pointed out, he's missed time. He's missed camp. He's getting up to speed. Uh, part of it might be a usage thing, you know. Uh, are they trying to have him do too many things and not let him kind of be his kind of rangy ball hawk? I don't know. There's a lot of things that that come into play here. So I think yeah, we just are, have to are see. Are they letting Derwin be more of that rangy player who can cover everything oh, and not yeah. letting JC Jackson fill that role? Yeah. Is is um, Callahan being in the slot and Asante Samuel being the opposite corner, making an impact to the way he's being used? Derwin was really poor on Sunday by his standards because by his standards, yeah, he he missed a couple of tackles. Yeah, they targeted him. They they stuck a guy from the O line on him in the run game and took him out. Now, no, fair enough. You can scheme. Uh, opponents can scheme players out of games, and Derwin was just targeted and just, just dominated, quite frankly. Um, but other guys have to step up, and we should have the players. And on JC Jackson, I I thought, is this a system cornerback? He's come out of New England. He's one of these guys that leaves and can't do it elsewhere. Um, the truth is, you know, I followed him. If you remember when we were talking about free agents, he's been my guy for two years. I was calling yeah. for him two years ago, right? Yeah. And he's this, he, he is and always will be an explosive playmaker that either can get burnt or takes away the ball and turns over and wins you a game. Yeah, he's, he's never been a true lockdown cornerback. He's been better than he's showing now. But, you know, don't you can't expect him to be a different player. He's going to have give up the touchdowns like we saw. He just isn't getting the turnovers to go with it. But I think they could come, but don't expect him to shut down the next three wide receiver ones we play against. It's just, just not going to happen. Well, statistically, the best defensive backs in our team are Asante Samuel Jr., believe it or not, <laughs> with with a uh, with a um, um, an interception of four... Uh, passes defended and Bryce Callahan with four passes defended and, and two interceptions. I think Bryce Callahan, we we kind of knew that he he, he could um, add some quality in in the backfield, but I think it's really good to see Asante Samuel Junior um, raising his standards. I mean, John, do you, do you think this this kid can elevate to the levels that we expected him when we we, we drafted him? Do, do you think he can he can maintain this form going out through the season? Because that's going to be massive if, if he can. I mean, I think so. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, there is a lot of talent in these young players. And I think some of them are really developing. And I think some of them are developing faster or slower, right? I mean, you just kind of have to watch them and let them do their thing and see where they go, right? You can't push them. Like Trey Pipkins, right? We had all given up on Trey Pipkins. Ooh, Nobody yeah. wanted to see Trey yeah. Pipkins out there. Took him four years, which is a lot. And, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, Be- Bez, what? He's a top 10 lineman, Bez? Top 10 tackle. If top pressures 10 tackle. and sacks given up, he ranks in the top 10 at tackle. I mean, who the hell would have seen that coming two years ago or last year, right? Like, nobody would have seen. I mean, he... It took him time to develop. So I think that we need to be, we need to take every player and we need to stop being so crazy about it. Right. I think I fall into this trap. We all fall into the same trap, right? It's player X was drafted here. 
they should be good in one or two seasons, right? If they're a first round pick, they should be good right away. If they're a second round pick, they should be good in two seasons. If they're a third round pick, they should be good in three seasons, right? Like we come up with these kind of fake narratives. Um, and we just, it, it would just kind of throw it on players. Everyone's going to develop how they're going to develop. Right. You know, so I, I I'm willing, I'm willing to give benefit of the doubt to certain players and I'm willing to believe the hype in others because I think it's just there. So. I mean, you know, we, we you, you mentioned there, Pipkin. I mean, we we stay with the offensive line because they're there to they're there primarily to protect the quarterback. They're also there to create lanes for the running backs. I mean, Zion Johnson, absolute animal. Bez, you're shaking, you're sh- you're nodding your head. You're all up on Zion. I have an apology to make because I didn't think he was great. I watched him early doors and I thought he's 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 not a first round pick standard. He wasn't giving up pressures and sacks, but he, he looked a bit lost. And then actually I went back and watched the tape and focused entirely on him. And he he's he's the first round O lineman. We thought he's just you know fantastic. No but, pressures, just just consistent, improving, dominating. I agree with you. But I, I think a lot of that is down to Corey Lindsley. When yeah. Will Clapp comes in at centre, it's different. It, it's different. And do you know what? I was sat there watching Green Bay on Sunday thinking, you know what you're missing up front? Corey Lindsley. It's true. You know, and Over at Wembley. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. John, what's the, what's the talk on your side of the pond in terms of centers he's got to be a top three center in the nfl surely i mean it depends on what metrics um i would say he's definitely you know he's definitely top 10 maybe top five top three i don't know um but i mean it, he's so important to this line so important to the line i mean you see what how important um the center is every year so i think having lindsley in the middle is important having zion do things that no one thought he could do um, it's all great, you know, um, you know, and I want to, I want to give a lot of credit where credit's due to this O-line. Um, but I do want to say this, and you guys mentioned this earlier, but we want to applaud the O-line. We want to applaud the running game. Two games in a row look great. Two games versus bottom five rush defenses. Yep. Cleveland has the worst rush defense, obviously helped out by our big performance. Uh, Houston has the fifth worst or the, you know, the bottom, yeah, number five worst rush defense. Okay. So, I mean, I, I want to give them credit, but I also want to say, yeah, that's what happens when you play bad run defenses. You play good run defenses, you see what happens, right? So, in fairness, Kansas City, uh, Las Vegas, both of them actually have top half run defenses this year, okay? Uh, not elite, but top half, all right? So, you know, we, we've come across some pretty tough uh, run defenses so far this year. And, you know, so far against a good run defense, they have underperformed against a bad run defense they've overperformed so i guess we'll have to see what happens you know uh we'll have to see kind of what happens uh with denver coming up you know and you know, i don't want to tease it we're still talking about this game but you know that's i think that is an important narrative is congratulations to the o-line but do it against a defense that doesn't rank in the bottom of the league and you know then i'll believe you and, and this is the point you know i, I said this a week one or two you're gonna not you're not gonna know what the charges are until week six or seven and it might even be longer now and actually do you know what? It really doesn't matter because all these 10 and 0 teams that end up not even making the playoffs, they can crash and burn. 
for, for me, we just need to keep winning games. And I mean, I said we'd be five and zero at this point of the season. We're three and two, so you know that that's out the window. But it, we, we're in a position now where we've got. We're going to talk about it very shortly. We're going to go to a commercial break, but we're playing another, a divisional rival. We cannot afford to fall any more games behind those Chiefs. I mean, oh man. They're the luckiest team on earth. I don't want to talk about them anymore. I don't even believe that I've mentioned it. <laughs> Short commercial break, guys. When we're going to come back, we're going to talk. Bez's favourite player, MG3. <laughs> Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Hey, Bolt fam. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings, Stepped Up, Same Gay Parlays. I like the Chargers at the Browns. The Chargers are going to hold the Browns to 100 yards rushing. Bold prediction especially the way Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb have started the season. And I think Mike W will go for another 100-yard uh, game. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down a stepped-up same-gay parley once per game all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back to Charge Up Bolts podcast, episode 98, I believe. Nearly on for 100. We're getting Bez's, close. This has got something planned for us for our 100th show. I'm going to fly every yet. listener out. To bonfire night, how does that sound? <laughs> America's like bonfire night. What's that? I'll show you what bonfire it, it, night. Bonfire night, gosh, does my does my head in? Right, guys, Denver, Dan. I'm going to start with you because I know that you've been watching tape and looking at a certain ex Charger fumbling the football. Yeah, um, so um, I mean, he's he makes it so easy to talk about him fumbling. Um, by what he's had, what three fumbles so far this season? Yeah, um, Mel Melvin. Yeah, just getting the stats up. Yeah, five games, three fumbles, two lost. Um, so yeah, he's he's not having the best season, and I'm not that sad about it. But he's doing he's doing okay. Um, he's doing okay as, as a whole. The Denver offense feels like they're not having the best season. Um, Russell Wilson was expected to come in and turn things around and be the missing piece, but it's just not clicking yet. He's getting kind of harassed. He's putting himself in situations where he's going to get sacked. He's just, yeah, not having the best, the best start to the year. Um, shame, really. Um, <laughs> long may it continue. Well, look, you Tug know, in your cheek, and this is the thing. We all, we all came into week one, the whole NFL media, us, other Chargers podcasts out there, NF, AFC West, best division in football. Not looking like that right now, is it? That's, Was it we all got best. beat by AFC South teams in the same week or something? <sighs> I mean, the AFC South is a much stronger division. I mean, when you have to go through the gauntlet of Jacksonville and Houston mm. and Indianapolis, <laughs> oh my God, they are dominating the West and I don't understand how, but okay. Dumb luck. <laughs> so, come on. Right, so... 
Denver, Dan, uh, Bez, what, what's your takes on, the, on this game? Where's it going to be won? Where's it going to be lost? Never write the Broncos off when they play the Chargers. You do so at your peril. They are massively underperforming. There's so many narratives coming out of that locker room about Russell Wilson and his contract and oh, and Melvin Gordon. They've got injuries with Javante Williams being out. So, you know, they have probably performed as poorly as they could been expected to and it's not going to continue they're going to come out fighting they, they're going to draw together and I think they will perform against us you know don't write off Melvin Gordon tucking that ball under his arm holding it as solidly as he's ever done be- before and scoring some touchdowns getting the yards I just think we have to be ready for a shootout we have to be ready to play them tough because I think go back to the comment that was made about dumb luck and the AFC, uh, AFC South is it NFC South AFC NFC AFC South. Hey. It, 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 quite a lot of it is, con, um, is is being complacent against these teams. John, you made a comment last season, maybe it was. It was back when we played Baltimore in the regular season and lost. And you made a comment about how they're a great team in the regular season because no one can prepare in a, in a week to play their D. But in the playoffs, you have longer, you prepare for them and you beat them. And I think that's a little bit of why this is happening. Teams are under considering the strength of these teams. They come in and they do something a little different and, and, and you have a sloppy game, you play down to them. We must not play down to the Broncos. Assume they are challenging. They're one game behind us, guys. If they've played that badly, how have they got two victories and challenging us for second spot? So let's calm down, let's prepare properly and let's make sure our talent on the field shows. Um, is it My only comment to the group is, is, is it Derby that's out for the season? They've had a big loss is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's Derby. They, they've got seventy million dollars worth of talent on IR or something deaf like that. So yeah, yeah. Ronald Derby went down. Was it last week he went down? Um, Him and Ed, an O lineman, I want to say. But they've got big names out, and 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 they're still going to play tough. So just don't play down to them, which we always do at some point. So let's hope it's not that game. John, are we nervous about Monday night football? I am. Um, so I'd be way more nervous if we were in Denver. Okay. Um, chargers playing the Broncos in Denver is always a, uh, an affair. So I, I really don't like to see that, but, um, usually better luck in, um, uh, in LA. Um, you know, I saw some people trying to, uh, trying to bring up some old stats in 2012 when the Broncos started the season two and three, and then came to Monday night football <laughs> and beat the chargers or whatever, like, Come on, come oh, on, guys. Uh, as somebody, so someone tweeted that out saying, Hey, you know, we've seen this, we've seen the script before turning around and going like 12 and four or something after a two and three start, uh, by beating the Chargers on Monday Night Football in, you know, uh, in a way. And I'm just like, Yeah. And somebody commented, Yeah, but this season they have zero Peyton Mannings and they have an Omaha score of zero. So, um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't see Peyton Manning behind the line, so I don't see that happening for the Broncos. However, I do see a top five defense in Denver, which is not a surprise given the talent they have on that side of the ball. So my worry is that we're going to see one of those games where even though the uh, the Bronco offense isn't exactly a world beater at this point, their defense is able to stymie the Chargers offense and the game stays close. And the longer you allow an opponent to stay in the game, the more likely you are to have that bad fumble or that bad interception. And we are or that really misplay. good at letting teams stay in games. That's yeah, like, that is a problem. That is our best. The thing we're best at is letting teams stay in games. 
Yeah, it it is it is not ideal. I mean, yes, the Broncos have two wins, but let, let's let's be real here. They mm-hmm. beat Houston sixteen to nine barely on some last second plays, and then in San Francisco they won eleven to ten, and I believe that was the game where they lost Trey Lance, and you know there was a whole it was just a disaster in San Francisco for them. So, uh, you know they they have two Skinner their teeth wins uh, that could have easily gone the other way. So, so I mean, honestly, this, the, the Broncos are a couple plays away from being zero and five right now. So this, this two and three record is not ideal, but at the same time, it is a divisional game. The Broncos know that they can't go two and four and take another, uh, and take an, another loss within a division after already losing to Las Vegas and still having to play Kansas city, right? Like that would a loss on Monday night is potentially a death nail, to the Broncos season. I mean, two and four, they'd basically be last place in the division. I think uh, after that, it would be, it would be bad news for them. So they're going to come in and they're going to be hungry, right? They're going to be real hungry. They're going to say, we got to win this game. This is a, this is almost a must win game for them. So that defense is going to be flying around. Uh, I don't expect our run game to put up 180 yards or whatever it was we put up. Like I expect the the run game to struggle against the defense, and the problem is what Denver's really good at is stopping the pass. Okay, so that is scary. Now, the good news for this game is that the reason Denver has been so good against the pass um, is because they've been able to generate pressure um, and, and make it uncomfortable for quarterbacks. Let's be honest. It's not exactly like this Denver defense has played an elite set of quarterbacks. They played Geno Smith. They've played Davis Mills. They've played the. They played Trey Lance slash Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, they 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 played the worst uh, quarterback in maybe the AFC in Derek Carr, uh, and then they've played a washed um, uh, Indianapolis Colts team and Ryan. Matt Ryan. So, I mean, if you look at this gauntlet of just terrible quarterback play that they've played, uh, I'm not really sure if I believe how good that defense is uh, against the pass. And I think part of it's going to be that all those quarterbacks have something in common. Can you tell me what all those quarterbacks have in common? They're all atrocious at handling pressure, atrocious at handling pressure. They curl up and die. I mean, but this, this, but this is the point that Dan made this for me is a high pressure game because it's prime time. The whole of the football community is going to be watching. Chargers on home soil. Denver have been atrocious on offense. But here's the thing, okay? This is a good yardstick for our defense to see where we are. Only the Lions and the Seahawks have given up more points than the LA Chargers this year. Denver averaged 15 points a game. So by those standards, we should not be allowing Denver to put more than two scores really on the board. If they start running into 20s and 30s, you've really got to be looking at the Chargers defense saying what the heck is going on. Going back Especially to Especially as we're already looking at the defense and thinking well, what the hell is going on in some <laughs> cases. This is um, it. I mean, we've look, it's it's, it's, it's I'm, I'm 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 drafting a, a post for the Chargers at bolts.com at the minute. And one of the keys to, the, to victory is more ups and less downs to defense. You know, we, we make some great plays and then we get gashed. And it, that's that has to stop. And Bez, to your point about Melvin Gordon, seriously, if he starts putting up a ton of yards, 
it's not it is not going to look good for our franchise. I think there's going to be a lot of restless people. This this is a game for me where we can, we can show the NFL that yeah, actually we've had a couple of lucky wins and you know we we, we need to, we we we're, we come out of this game with a victory at four and two. But we've got we've got to we've got to dominate this. You've got. 17 sacks have been generated by Denver. And as John said, they've not played against the best of uh, O-lines. Solier, we've not talked about him. This is going to be another good test. He's great. Not talking about him means he's probably doing his job somehow. He is. But, you know, he's going to be up against Bradley Chubb uh, uh, this week, uh, this Monday. You know, Um, it's going to be a good test for him. I just want to see the Chargers using... Use the football wisely. What do I mean by that? I mean, obviously, we we kept the football and 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 you know we ran it well um, uh, in, in week five. If we start getting three and outs, we're going to start digging ourselves in a hole, and I, and I don't want to see that. We're, I I know for a fact there's people out there that wait to stick a fork in the charges every week, and as the weeks go on, the more chance you've got sticking a fork in the charges. And this is why I think people are going to look at this and say, well, actually, it doesn't really matter. If we don't get the victory at home in week six, we've got plenty of time to recover. I think as either John or Dan mentioned this in the last, uh, yeah, John, it might have been you, that we, if we could beat Cleveland, which we did, and then we can beat um, Denver, that really sets us up getting into our bye week and then getting out to the side and going down the stretch. I think this is a really high-pressure game. Certainly because we're all chasing the Chiefs again. I said I wasn't going to mention their name, and now I mentioned them twice. <laughs> what I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what's going on there. And and, and the thing with I'm gonna I'm gonna get out on my soapbox in a minute about pass uh roughing the passer. There was that BS call on on uh, Sebastian Joseph Day. Yeah, he shouldn't be doing that. But Jacoby Brissett falls over. We don't need Russell Wilson playing those tactics on Monday. Maybe we'll get a duvet out and some and, and some microwave tea and a, and a biscuit or a cookie for the quarterbacks because that what happened last week with with Brady uh, and Mahomes the other night is absolutely ridiculous and these are the little things that are going to trip us up uh, and, and cause an issue going down the line because we we, we we seem to be on this nice smooth road during the game and then we hit a speed bump and it looks like we're going to fall off fall off the road and go into a verge can we just have four quarters where it's a relatively easy win can I, yeah. can I just chime in on, on the Broncos as well, uh, just to get my my thoughts out there about where where I think, um, what I think the, the problem areas will be. And it kind of depends on if we see Allen on the field. Um, because, yeah, they've looked, they've they've been okay against the pass. They've, they've been pretty decent, but how much of that is having Ronald Darby there as well as Pat Satan? And is Pat Satan going to be lining up against Mike Williams who I, I think PFF put it out earlier. Uh, let me just see. He's uh, in single coverage. He is graded as the top receiver, has the most catches and the most yards. But, I mean, it's that's just what he does. But Mike is Pat Satan going to be up against Mike Dub, or is Pat Satan going to be up against Keenan Allen? Um, and I, I think I'm... that that will make a difference because they're down, they're down their number two corner or their... Well, arguably number one, but def- definitely number two. Um, and to to um, Bez's point earlier, it was Garrett Bowles was the O lineman that went on IR. So they've lost Randy Gregory, 
Javante Williams, Ronald Darby and Garrett Bowles in the space of two weeks. Can, can we just talk about Mike Williams for a minute? I mean, we talk I'd gladly about... talk about Mike Williams for a minute. Just give Mike Williams <laughs> a football. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here now. Just not on, down, fourth, not on fourth down. down. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say that Mike Williams is, is the best wide receiver of the league. But when you've got a potent receiver that's on form, this is how Cincinnati got to the, pro, uh, the Super Bowl last year. Kept airing the ball to Jamar Chase. He was unstoppable. Mike Williams looks like he would... If there was such thing as cover six, where they've got six defensive backs around him, Mike Williams looks like he'll win every frigging ball down, you know, beyond fifteen yards. And I, I'm yeah, telling you now, part of the reason for that is because if you put a six-year-old to cover Mike Williams, he's still going to get separation. <laughs> like, can we all be real here? I love Mike Williams. Okay, he's a great player, but he cannot get separation. Oh, good night. No, <laughs> no and that's the problem, thing. right? That's the problem. That was my biggest issue with that fourth down play. That fourth down play was designed. For Mike Williams, who could not get separation, and therefore yeah, you we're need, trying to you need it going to someone who has the space immediately. Yeah, DeAndre Carter was the most open person on that. He does a quick slant. He was open, but only for a brief second. Here's the thing: DeAndre Carter is probably the third look on that play, probably not the first or second look. If Keenan Allen's out there in where uh, running the route, Carter would run because I'm guessing that's Keenan Allen's route, right? Keenan he Allen's the first look. read, yeah. right? And I'm guessing they they convert on that fourth down, right? It cannot be stressed enough how much we need someone who can separate and get open quickly. Why? Because the Denver Broncos live and breathe on creating pressure. They live and breathe on it. Okay. That is how they're so good, right? They create pressure. These quarterbacks can't handle the pressure. They take a shot and then Sertan or somebody comes in for an interception or knocks the ball away. Okay. You want to beat the Broncos. You basically get rid of that pressure through the screen game, quick passes, you know, slants, whatever. Right. The problem is we don't have anybody who can really execute like Keenan Allen. So we need Keenan Allen to come back this week. I know he did. I was at individual drills on Wednesday. I have not seen any reports about what I don't let, today's let Thursday me, on a Monday. Is that, is that a practice today? I, I don't know if they had a walkthrough today. I, there might have been a might have been a tr uh, I don't I don't know what today is. I don't I don't know if they have a full practice or what today. I haven't seen anything about that, but you know, still waiting. I mean, I know he's back at practice, but I don't know what he's doing. You know, I don't know if he's individual or if he's doing full participant, but we absolutely need Keenan Allen back today. Absolutely. Without Allen, this team is really, really struggles when the other team can create pressure. Well, there's me talking about Mike Williams. I forgot he didn't he didn't practice at all yesterday, did he? Because of illness. Yeah, he's been ill. Um Daniel Popper hasn't done any updates as of this recording. It's it's, it's nine PM. I also UK have time. Popper's Twitter feed open just to check. But I don't know. I think on one on ones, when the, the ball's getting punched down the field, when it, when Herbert's able to air, I don't. I think Mike Mike's unstoppable, and I think I don't know. I, I there's something inside me, and I, I think Bez, I think you and I spoke about this offline. Something suggests to me that we're not showing all all our cards. I can't put my head. I can't put my finger. Or does Lombardi have no more cards? Well, I, I don't know. I I just find it a bit strange that. It's almost like they're, they're being reserved and they're leaving something. Or they're, they're We're not certainly not seeing a lot of the boom plays that we did. If you imagine back to last season, uh, when we played Tampa Bay uh, and Brady at home and we were launching it down in, in a shootout, down deep to Guyton and we were taking shots. We don't take as many shots. It, it's a much more controlled offense. 
even when anyone, everyone was healthy and on the field, it wasn't, we're not going adventurous. I don't want to go back on Lombardi and play calling. I don't want to talk about that. How, how much of that is that we don't have the time to develop plays on the downfield because we are missing Slater and we were missing, um, well, Pipkins, strangely. Um, and we did miss Lindsley for a bit. And there's, there's just never been that game where we've had, okay, Here's the long shot. I mean, we we've had what Guyton's had a couple of catches this season, and they've averaged pretty high. Um, but we just don't have that. Herbert's having to get the ball out very fast. No, I, I wouldn't disagree. And the ribs comes into it as well from the injury. So, but it just it just feels like we're not. There, there's an element to our game we're not taking. We took that big shot down to Mike Williams where he he caught it when, when, with no separation again, as John says. Just he just big body, good hands, elite hands away from that body and bringing it in with strong grip but my, my biggest problem with mike williams and i was screaming at this during the game and putting it on twitter weak, is that weak heels weak heels. he just he just he's targeted on important third downs and i do downs. worry every time he hits the ground it's just like oh god you've had a bad back don't don't hit that ground i know, I know what a bad back's like <laughs> yeah he's awful but when he's targeted on a quick slant he never gets separation and he cannot handle the speed of the ball from herbert he doesn't bring those balls in. That's that's Keenan Allen's job. Uh, why is the coaching staff still giving it to Mike Williams? Because he's proving he can't handle those third down conversions. Maybe, maybe the jugs machine. Well, without without Allen, who else do they have? Right, Palmer, and, Carter, Andy, mate. Andy. I mean, OBJ's coming back. <laughs> oh well, God! The Panthers are going. Aren't, aren't the Panthers going into full? Uh, tank mode now. Oh so yeah, I was, we, I was saying to was just we get, before we started recording. We they're looking to trade. They're looking to trade McCaffrey. Um, I haven't told my wife that bit yet. So that'd right, be fun. Ooh, question: <laughs> we, We've got five minutes left. I'm gonna go around. I'm gonna go around the room now. You're all the GM. You're actively gonna go after McCaffrey. What are you giving up for McCaffrey? I'll start with you, Bez. Fifty p and a packet of bourbons. No, come on. What are you giving up for McCaffrey? Not a lot. Do you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade the house for him. John, would you? No. I love no. McCaffrey in fantasy, but in real life, I just—he's not. He's a. He's hard to cover. He's hard to play with. But I mean, at the end of the day, you need a fourth and one. You're probably not rest, relying on McCaffrey to get that every time. That. That would you? Would you I, go after it? I don't know. It's it's a tough one because I feel like I've wife. watched I've watched every Panthers game over the last like five years. I've watched every Panthers game of his career, and <laughs> I think I've seen more games without McCaffrey than with McCaffrey. <laughs> and it's yeah, none of them have been like continuous issues that have been like oh he's re hurt the same injury. But there is a point where you got to be like, come on, guy, just be on the field. Um, so I wouldn't want to give up a lot, and his contract is huge. Um, but yep. the, you can't ignore the chance to get one of the best players at their position. So I would, I would definitely do my due diligence on exploring it. But I Ooh. personally wouldn't be comfortable going through with it. See, Dan's convinced me. I would trade Storm Norton. Come on, you've twisted my arm oh, yeah, behind my yeah, back. True. You can have Storm Norton. There you go. Put, right. and, and they can put have McCaffrey right. Yeah, <laughs> two for one. Two for one. You get a coach <laughs> who's potentially a head coach, maybe. Who knows? You need one, and you get a right tackle, a swing tackle. He can play both sides. And, and definitely not racist. Definitely maybe. not. 
I'm gonna have to interject here because you guys just start talking Eurovision if I let you keep talking. Oh. Predictions, Liverpool. Stop, please stop. You three are killing me. Ooh, predictions. Damn, well, come I, on, think, let's I, think, go. I think Great Britain has a chance, um, especially <laughs> being, being at home. Um, I'm, 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 I'm depends if we go Sam Ryder again. Um, <laughs> come on, De- Denver. Denver. I, I'll start. I'll start. Um, I, I can't see Denver doing huge amounts. I, I'd put Denver at 13, probably us at 21. I don't see us scoring a huge amount, but I think we could get a few touchdowns, even if it's just uh, ground and pound and just get there. Um, but I think we're strong enough to stop Denver's offense. So, yeah, 21-13 seems okay. Um, I was kind of around the same kind of that, – that feels right to me. It doesn't feel like it's going to be a lot of points. It feels like the Chargers are going to have trouble um, with that defense. So um, – you know, I, I'm probably going to say maybe a little bit higher. I think 24. I can I can see them uh, putting up maybe two touchdowns, one in each half, and then a bunch of field goals. So I could see 24, um, you know, 23, something like that. I don't know. Um, but I also think that they they are able to contain the Broncos. I, I don't think – I think Gordon puts the ball on the ground at least once. Um, I think Russ, Russ gets picked at least once. I just, I just feel like they're going to be pushing it and they're going to make mistakes. And I think this is, is a good game for that defense to step up and, and really get some takeaways. So uh, because of that, I, I think 24-10. Uh, I don't think they let them score over 10. Come on, Bez. 13-15. Broncos. Whoa. I just think we choked one. It's, it's coming. It's the char- you know, it's the Chargers. You just get momentum. You have got these wins, uh, consecutive wins. You've beaten a team like the Browns, and the Broncos put it all together, and we cough it up, and we lose a field goal kind of game. Maybe a safety. I don't know something, something dramatic. Baz, are you keeping count of the last time I preached a fifty burger? <laughs> Here we go. Was it like last week or the week before? <laughs> it kind of been long. Yeah. <laughs> 28-9 charges. No, we're we're going to hold. And do you know what? I'm going to give a bold take now. And I don't mean this in a sinister way. I think Russell Wilson will leave the game. Mr. Ripin will come in at quarterback because he is carrying that. Uh, Ripin for the picking. Yeah, so I think I think Denver have, have, have got problems on offense. But our defense really has to step up because if, if Denver start putting up those numbers... And creeping up towards 20, it doesn't say a lot about our defence. Oh, <laughs> Why do we have to have Monday Night Football? It's too long. We, we should be playing yeah. Sunday. I, I don't want to wait that Just long. put it on I, now. I'm awake now. I won't yeah. be awake no, no, at 1am no, no. on Monday. Leave it till Monday, Monday so I can, I can just wait for the Padres to smash the Dodgers at Petco Park and progress. And then we can yeah. play. Oh, Sunday. yes. Baseball to the, to the baseball. <laughs> guys any where can we find you on socials bez at bez the spaniard and at charge.pod dan i'm at UKLA charges john you can hit me at adroid airs hashtag audible chocolate you can get me at n085 where you can contact us all at charged up underscore bolts i'm trying to find the person that's got charged up bolts but I think they last tweeted in 1942 or something, so <laughs> we're never getting that handle. One of my favourite times of the week is chatting football with my uh, Chargers uh, good buddies. 
let's hope that we sat here in a week's time talking four and two charges and not talking 0.500 football. Because if we're playing 500 football, it means we've lost. We really don't want that. Enjoy the football on Sunday. We can relax, put Red Zone on, hopefully watch all our uh, rivals getting beat. That'd be nice. But uh, between now and then, enjoy. Don't lose your hair on Monday Night Football. We'll be okay. You've been listening to Charged Up Bowls podcast. Bolt up. Bolt up. Bolt up. Bolt up.